Welcome back. We are in Titus chapter 2, verse 9. Let's go. Titus chapter 2, verse 9. This is a letter from Paul to Titus, and he is now telling him to exhort bondservants to be obedient to their own masters, to be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. All right, this is just a section that's riddled with things that society and culture would want to say are wrong, saying women should not be at home but should be out there maximizing their you know, finances. And that they'll say that the Bible endorses slavery. That is not at all what is going on here, right? What he is saying is, and, and think about this in the place of employment, right? This is the best way that you can think about it is in the place of employment. But back then, and still today, there is slavery. And what he's saying is to be where you are and be a great example, right? You can apply this to someone who's in slavery back then, someone who's in slavery today, someone who is working for an employer who is just forceful and overbearing and not great to be around, not fun to be around, maybe not even a good person, maybe a horrible person in your eyes. It could also be a politician or a government that you are sitting under, you are living under, and you just can't stand them, right? Half the people in this country, roughly half, can't stand being under a you know, president that we have right now. And the other half couldn't stand being under the president that we had before this president, right? It's this type of mentality that we're going for. So get out of the mindset that the Bible endorses slavery that is so against the character of God and the Bible. What he is saying is if you're in a hard place, you're in a place that you don't want to be, you basically have two options. Well, I'm going to very simplify it. You can just fight back and rebel and try to kill that person and hate that person and, and you know think about evil thoughts of them all the time and wish that they were dead and all that stuff. Or you can say, I'm just going to trust that God has me where he needs me. And if they force me to do something unbiblical, then I'll stand my ground and say, no, I'm not going to do that. But as long as you're under that political regime, as long as you're under that master, as long as you're under that mean and evil and forceful uh, employer, he wants you to be obedient and loving, right? Too often, like in our society, we're, like, we're saying bad things about the politician, and we're blaming, and we're telling jokes, and we're saying bad things, right? But God wants us to sit under that authority, to submit to that authority. Even Jesus, with the coin, said, give to Caesar that which is Caesar, and to God that which is God's, right? This is that kind of the part of the coin saying, well, this is where you are. Give to that government, to that employer, or to the slave master, but give to God what is God's. What do you get to God, give to God if you're in that situation? You get to give to God obedience, and you get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to these people because maybe this is the only Christian that they're going to see. Maybe you're the only Christian that your employer is going to employ. Maybe you're the only Christian that is going to be, or one of the few Christians in that, you know, under that government regime. Maybe somewhere in the world, and I, not maybe, there are people who are in slavery who love Jesus who are in slavery, and the same thing is true of in the past. So this is the, that's the setting of what's going on here. 
And so he's saying, exhort bond servants to be obedient to their masters. He's not saying, say it's a good thing or anything like that to be under a, a slave master or to be a slave or to be under a bad political regime or a bad king or a, a, a bad employer. He's saying, if you are there, be obedient. Point to Jesus. Let them see you praying. Let them see the characteristics of God shine through you that you're not hiding. You're not backing down. You're willing to go to jail for your beliefs, right? I'm reading a book right now called Shackled, uh, and it's unbelievable. I highly recommend it. I'm not even through it yet. And this lady, this Ethiopian lady who was living in Sudan, was thrown in prison. And this was just about a decade ago, less than a decade ago. And she was sentenced to death for believing in Jesus and not renouncing her faith. All they said was, hey, we won't sentence you to death if you just say the Shahada and proclaim you know, Islam uh, is, is, is your religion and you're a Muslim and we won't, we won't put you to death. And she's like, no, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus, right? This is the kind of atmosphere that we want to be thinking about. Love your employers, love the master, love the government because you can kill them with that kindness. You get it? You get to be, in some settings, you get to be the only Bible or maybe the only Bible that that person ever reads. They may not open their iPhone app and read the Bible. They may not open that hotel drawer and read the Bible. They may not go to the library or even pick up that Bible that they inherited from their parent, but they can watch you. They can watch what you say. They can watch what you do. They can watch who you are, and that hopefully most of that points to Jesus. And even when you screw up, if you ask forgiveness and say that was you and your flesh and not reflective of God, the Father, of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, that's a witness opportunity even when you screw up. That's what's going on here. It says to be well-pleasing in all things. Not answering back, right? So you're pleasing. You're, you're, you're a great worker, right? That employer is mean to you and, and promises to you these commissions and bonuses and stuff and time off and you never get it he never pays you the bonus he never gives you the time off and you're just like ah but you're well pleasing and you're not answering back you're not talking back you're not gossiping you're not yelling you're not telling stories behind their back you're doing the old adage if you don't have anything nice then to say don't say anything at all right People will take notice because God has you there. Because there are mean employers, there are bad governments and bad politicians and bad kings and bad dictators, and all slave owners are bad. And you and other people who love Jesus get to be there to be that voice for Jesus, to be the hands and feet. That's what's going on. That's what you and I should be and should want to be. And in America right now, we have a government that is forcing all sorts of uh, unbiblical values and beliefs out there. They're you know, saying we came from nothing and there's just no code and you can choose your you know, gender and do all this stuff. But biblically, we just get to sit there and say, well, first, I can vote. Second, if who I voted for doesn't get in office or who I voted for gets in office, but they still don't kind of, you know, implement the values in the society and culture and laws and regulations, well, I can still love people, and I can do that in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Then verse 10, it says, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity. So you're not keeping to oneself. You're not hiding the truth of Jesus. You're proclaiming it boldly and proudly, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Verse 11. Now we're moving on to a new section. 
It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. That's a long sentence. I'm out of breath. Let's go back to verse 11. For the grace of God. Now, how are you saved? You're saved by grace through faith, not deeds, right? Right here, for the grace of God that brings salvation. That is the gospel right there. It is the grace of God that brings salvation. It is not your deeds. It is not who you are. It is not how much money you've given. It is not something you've done, earned, were born into. It is by the grace of God and by the grace of God alone. And that's how you get salvation. That is being saved. That is the life raft. You're in an ocean. It's rough. You're hundreds of miles from the nearest shoreline. There are sharks circling around you. And you have to have that lifesaver. It's the only way to be saved, otherwise you drown, right? That is the gospel. God says, I'm your lifesaver. I am your life preserver. If you believe in me, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the saved, you raised him from the dead, you will be saved, right? That is the preciousness of the gospel. That is the truth. That is the good news. The gospel means good news, and that is the good news. It says this grace of God, that, it's a, that brings salvation, has appeared to all men. No one is with excuse, right? No one can say, oh, I didn't know, right? God has placed the things of God, the general revelation, looking around at the world and just saying, there must be a creator. And yet, probably half of the people, if not more than half of the people in the United States, believe there's no creator, that everything just created itself. It just happened, which defies science and it just is crazy and it says for the grace of god that brings salvation has appeared to all men not some men all men teaching us that defy denying ungodliness and worldly lust so we are to deny ungodliness we should not submit to it we should not uh maybe that's not not the right world we should not condone it we should not encourage it we should not be be a part of the herd you've heard me do that the cows just moving along in that herd and saying well if they're doing it then i should do it no the worldly lusts what are those man that that could be money that could be porn that could be sex that could be fame it could be some athlete that you just really want to be or your whole life is centered around some sport and you're you're ignoring your family and you're ignoring important things because you want this other thing right we have to deny that ungodliness and worldly lusts worldly lusts we will pick up next time with the back half of verse 12 so what is an application that you could take away? Lots of different things, but being obedient to an employer, to a government politician that is bad, just loving and being the hands and feet of Jesus, being intentional about it. And instead of complaining, just saying, this is where God has me. I can you know, look for other opportunities if I, if I can or whatever. I mean, you Maybe hard to escape the government. Maybe you could get out of an employer. But how can I glorify God right here, right now, where I am? You can do that with your words and with your deeds and understand that the grace of God that brings salvation 
has appears to appeared to all men, including you. If you had not accepted Christ, you are you can you don't have an excuse. You can't say I didn't know. No one told me. You've heard it right here, right now. But listen to this podcast. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for appearing. Thank you for dying and freeing us of our sins. But Lord, we also know that although that grace is universally offered, it must be individually accepted. I pray that anybody listening to this would understand who you are, would accept you as their Lord and Savior, and would spend their time, and I would spend my time, being the hands and feet of you, Jesus, and telling people about you and showing people who you are. It's in your amazing name, and we ask for your help because we need it. There's sharks all around. Amen. This podcast brought to you in part by the Portfolio Protection Store, where smart investors go to protect their life savings from stock market losses. Visit our website to register for our webinar, theportfolioprotectionstore.com. The webinar is about portfolio protection and safe money ideas for ages 50 plus. Visit theportfolioprotectionstore.com. Located in Austin, Texas, license number 288-7886.